2: Adjacent? You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
3: What do you got, a nice cab or something today? Yes, sir. I say say like a thousand things on here that make me sound like an alcoholic, but I would be worried about me being loosened up too much. Like I need Did to you be out of glass. Yeah, I, I while I'm doing this, like I need to be like a pilot <laughs> on this. Hey, hey, I've seen flight. Like a good pilot. Oh <laughs> no, I, I watch
2: you like Denzel in Flight. October 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. I drunk in excess. I'm drunk right now.
3: That's a good movie. I don't think people like the movie, but I fantastic movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie.
2: Oh, Campy, you and your lady Friday night, after y'all go out and have Uh dinner and date night, come back to the crib, pour some wine and drink and watch flight. All right. Please. And then you we come back and then you tell us how you thought. What how you thought it is?
3: Cool. Are there are there any movies that you guys know are bad? You know this is not a good movie but Mm -hmm. you've watched it or it's, like, fun to watch if it's on again. I mean, I am i think I'm older than both of you guys, but I'm thinking back to there was this movie called Sudden Death with Jean-Claude Van Damme where he was a hockey player trying to – or maybe he wasn't a hockey player. I don't know. He was trying to stop the, like, an NHL Stanley Cup final game from being blown up or something like that. Okay, okay. Hilarious, like, concept. Not meant to be a funny movie. But, I mean, the part I just explained to you, like, you're like, how do they make a movie of that? Or uh, Snakes on a Plane? Or, I know, like, ten years ago, my couple of friends and I got together to watch, um, ironically, I guess, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Okay. Stuff (laughs) like that. Do you guys have movies like that? Or you're like, I know this is such a stupid movie, but I kind of like it. All right, so...
2: One of my, me and my family's favorite movies ever, and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. Was Taxi with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon?
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, it is a hilarious movie. Objectively, though, horrible movie. How is it both? Explain to me, like, I like it is because I because like for example, I know if we watch Sudden Death, I know this is not good. It will only be make... funny because of how bad it was. You're you're describing Taxi like it. Like it is actually funny. Yeah, I can make the case that Taxi is a good movie, but I know it got like three stars. Well, but that's different. That that's you know the whole world might be wrong. Maybe you're right about Taxi and Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. I'm saying had, we, a movie you know is bad. You're like I know this is a dumb dumb movie. Ah, can't be yours, and I'll and I'll circle back. Like okay, it's a I've, comedy that wasn't made to be a comedy.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's, that's a little different. Like a movie that I know is bad, but I love there's a, so there's a few. One that probably fits more Russ's category is undercover brother, which is like my favorite oh, movie man. ever is, is it stupid? Absolutely. Yeah. But I love it. It's, it's fantastic for me. Uh, and the cast is great. in that one, like great you get, cast. you get Dave Chappelle, shy McBride, Chris Kattan, which, you know, whatever. Denise, you get Prime Denise
2: Richards, which. Prime, you know, man, listen.
4: Which is never a bad thing.
2: I was a young boy and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> right? Damn, so, this movie. Um, who is that? So,
4: um, a movie that I think is objectively bad, but everybody loves is White Chicks. Oh, gosh. All
2: right, can I speak for. <laughs> That's a wild movie. Can I it, speak oh, for Russell it, Dorsey here? Yes. I am. I am not part of the the community of of because white people love that one too, uh, and black people like it. I'm out on on white chicks. I I just even even Terry Cruz's little song thing. I'm um, I was I was cool, and I like what Marlon and 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 Sean and and the Wayans brothers do. It's just like, nah, that one wasn't for me. Oh, Space Jam,
3: love it. Yes. Yeah. Not go. a great movie. Great call. Yeah. Bas- the original Space Jam. Basically. The original like, Space Jam. Basically like an hour and a half Nike commercial.
2: Which fine. And you know what? I'll still watch that damn movie right now because of the nostalgia. And like I know it word for word, but it was not
3: like it should it
2: wasn't gonna get an Oscar. Yeah. There, Soundtrack
4: hasn't aged well, but you know.
3: A lot of R. Kelly in there, you know? yeah. Um listen. A lot uh, far too much Kells for this day and age. I don't think Kells is getting the call to uh, to do a guest appearance on Usher's Super Bowl show next year, just to guess. No,
2: no. I, I don't wonder what he, the he odds are that phone you in can from, get for that phone in from jail. He's, you know, he's suing somebody.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For writing about him being in jail. Yeah.
2: For defamation of character. Now, he was defamed before, like the defamed things is what got him in jail, <laughs> but they further defamed his name. Uh, he might win.
3: Well, that'd be a first. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There are still lines from, there are always like lines from TV shows or movies that always come into my head. And one of them is from space Jam. If I walk into a place, a restaurant, a bar, whatever, and there's a bulls game on TV, I'll hear bill Murray saying, let's go bulls. Like with tearful (laughs) eyes. Yes. That's definitely how we watching it these days. Oh man! I, so I watch. Nobody outside. This is one of the interesting things about being in the Chicago sports market is all the teams are irrelevant right now. Correct. Whoa. All five major pro teams um, are irrelevant. I, I wouldn't true. say the I wouldn't say the Cubs are irrelevant at
2: this point, I, but the Bears. It's hard because that they are so, like. It, they mean something like you cover. I know Lawrence calls it like covering city hall. Like you cover the Chicago bears and your day shift based on minor
3: things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. S- what? What so I, I, find, I, I like. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, ahead my go ahead. Well, what I find funny about it is that these teams are forced on the country because it's Chicago. And this happens in Chicago, New York, Boston, Philly, you, Dallas, you see team, these teams will be in primetime games in all the different sports, whether they're good or not. And it happens so much to the Bears. So the Bears are in primetime games this year. They were in primetime games last year. I mean, they are on Sunday night football. They're on multiple Thursday night games. The league had a chance to flex out them against the Vikings a couple of weeks from now on Monday night football and didn't. Because the Chicago market is so valuable, and so is the New York market, so you get a lot of Giants games that you don't aren't really that interested in, and no one is that interested in and Jets games historically before Aaron Rodgers was part of all of that. So when I talk about the Bulls, they are so a, they are so irrelevant nationally, but I'm sure everyone kind of knows about them because they're on TV a bunch. They're always going to be on TV. It's Chicago. This is less of a thing in the NBA than it is in the other sports, I think, because the NBA has gotten to a point where if Oklahoma City is really good or the Warriors are really good, then that is a nationally – Cleveland, that is a nationally followed team while they're hot. Miami a few years back, you don't have to be New York, Boston, Chicago, L.A. for that. Um, so but I watch –
2: individual-based in
3: the NBA. Yes, it's more player-driven, yeah. yeah. So I saw my first Bulls game last week. It was after we did this show. I met up with my dad at his local bar – where he usually is when I'm doing this. I'm at my own The place where they order the pizza. The place where they had the pizza snafu. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, we had a pizza delivered to my... I do all these at my dad's house usually, Campy. Mm -hmm. And we had a pizza delivered to the house accidentally during the show. And I was the only one home. It was a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I walk in and the Bulls are playing Phoenix and it's toward the end of the game. And I'm thinking... Well this is amazing cuz Phoenix is good. I I don't think Booker was playing that night, but they still got Durant, they still got Beal. That's a good team. And the Bulls are Bulls are playing well against them. And the Bulls have the ball and the lead with about 10 seconds left. And they turn it over. I think it was DeRozan. Am I thinking who was it that passed it right to Kevin Durant? And then Phoenix comes out and scores and wins the game. That's it. Just an epic collapse by the bulls literally had it in hand
4: it's not great they are incredibly irrelevant like the most the most relevant thing they've done this season happened today well and yesterday when chum said hey the bulls and zach levine are going to work on getting him out of town because this team sucks and he wants to be somewhere better so i mean it's what it is like it's like you know what let's roll back this team that was a saltine cracker And you know what I want? I want those like three little specks of salt that are on that, that cracker again for this season. So let's just run it all back. And it's like, okay, you know what? Then we're going to improve a little bit. Maybe with ancillary guys, 22nd on offense, 20th on defense, 22nd net rating. Oh, we're going to try and get guys that shoot more threes, 26th and threes taken instead of 30th last year. Well, we want to play a little bit quicker That's so you up. know can get easier yeah. offense. Uh they are they are 28th in a, a amount of possessions that are in transition. So everything so they, they play said slow, there, they
3: don't shoot threes, they, they do nothing of what their plan was.
4: Right, and they're not efficient when they're in the half court, so which is what they do more often than not.
2: Two years ago, I think me and collective. Bulls observers. I'm not even. Gonna, I don't even like call myself a fan. I'm an observer at this point. Uh, said I don't know if our Turris and Mark Eversley know what the hell they're doing. And two years later, I'm like, yeah, our Turris and Mark Eversley definitely don't know what the hell they're doing because yeah. we all saw it coming, right? Like Jason, you remember hearing this on the pod where I said you like when you see the fight break out before it happens, that's yes. us with the Bulls, yeah. where we knew it was going to be bad. Yet they were like, nah, 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 nah. it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine.
3: We'll run it back. They, in their best case scenario where ball plays every game and never gets hurt and is an all-star, they're a four seed. That was the big dream.
2: Yes. The four yes. seed.
3: Yes. Like, that was it. That was it. I can't make people listen to uh, to any more Bulls talk in case any of this ends up going in the show. But Good. Because it's they, shitty. It's but this shitty. is what happens. This is it's our hating. export. It's this dark are exporting o'clock right now, though, The Russ. Bulls and the Bears are shitty. Right. We're, like well, you know, the Cubs th- are going to be on all these national games, whether they're good or not next year. Maybe they'll be good. I don't know. The Blackhawks are on TV all the time. Well, cause, cause, all right, let's let's, talk about, one thing, let's one talk about thing, some positive. They have one thing. Let's talk about some positive. This is what we're sending out like into
2: the world. everybody else has, though. Like okay, the, but the, the, this Hawk, is what no, happens. No, no. Though. Jason, no, 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 no. Wait, hold, 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 hold. We talk about all that Bulls bullshit. No pun intended. We're going to talk about some positive. They have a kid that was seventeen, like four months ago. That is already like one. The Blackhawks is one of the best players in the National Hockey League. Like the kid might score thirty-five goals this year. He's already leading the Hawks in points and goals. He leads rookies in both. Like he is must-see TV.
3: All right, you but, go. But he plays twenty minutes a game, doesn't he? I don't give two That's shits. A lot Jason of Leisure. other time you have to watch where there's nothing, <laughs> Jason. It's you the don't.
2: Rockford ice Hogs out there, Jason. You you're Jason. not you're not you're not getting it. They have like the thing you would want as a Bulls fan on the Hawks. Like they had, like a Wimby mm-hmm. on the Hawks. But like you need two- way—that's
3: that is great. That's great. But you need way more than that to be a relevant team in that sport, Jason. Because who the gives guys can The guys don't. They were. They much.
2: they didn't. They they just had the Rockford Hawks last year. So <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Also, as a Chicago resident, we have very few things to get excited about. In Chicago sports, and I'm not a fan of I can't I'm not a fan of either baseball team as a reporter, naturally. So, like all I have is you tell me all anything I have to root for, and I put root in quotes, is the Bears and the Chicago Bulls. piss my ass. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna watch all the Connor Bedard I can over so, the next four months.
4: So, in terms of being relevant towards winning. The Cubs are the most relevant team in Chicago because of what they might do because of the manager they got. That's yeah. how low the bar is.
3: They were two games over 500. One more Chicago sports note for you. Russ was talking campy on this show before last season. So, before the Bears went 3 and 14 and were the worst team in the NFL, he was saying the Lions had a better roster. Than the Bears, and I, thought, and the, I dude that think... covers, the dude that covers it, the dude that covers it, at me, mm-hmm. the the two oh, dudes that covered lot, it, him and her.
2: People,
3: a lot of people would have disagreed with you, and we were wrong. The Detroit Lions were nine and eight last year; they were oh, uh, just a sniff away from the playoffs. Um, now they're much better. Yes. The Lions were three wins just a couple of years ago, and then they went to nine and eight, and now they're running away with the division and possibly the, well, not the conference because they're not going to catch Philly, I don't think. But did you see this week? Dan Campbell at a press conference talking about how his team needs to take the bears seriously. He does not want his team to think this is just some joke game against the bears that they have to be focused. And I, I can't believe that that's where we're at two years. Where after it's you said flipped. That. It's flipped. The bears. Well, it's like the bears were ever dominant and they could just steamroll the lions, but it's like, at least they had the lions. I mean, you remember the week where Matt Nagy was rumored to be getting fired. And then escapes triumphantly with this Thanksgiving sixteen to fourteen win, like it was the Super Bowl in, at Ford Field. <laughs> now two two years or two years removed from that, was it two two years? That removed was twenty twenty one. That was about this time yeah.
2: two years ago. So two years removed from that, do you feel like that would have happened? Like they lose
3: that game on on Thanksgiving to the Lions, he's out. No, but. I think that that report came from nowhere and had no journalistic sourcing and credibility to it whatsoever. The thing that gave it any shred of possible validity to me was the Bears doing nothing at all to knock it down. Nothing at all. When it would have been the easiest thing in the world to send a text to... Eight of your beat reporters, or leak it off the record to Adam Schefter that this is completely nothing. He put out a statement, two sentences that says this is completely false. We don't know what this guy's talking about. And the Bears did none of those things. The Bears let it hang there, like maybe they were thinking about it. Maybe it was like a so- maybe it was like a uh, a soft release. You know, they wanted to yes. leak it out there and kind of just see how it went over. See, what it felt, what the yeah. feel was for people. People were like, thank God.
2: And see if Matt way, like, said anything we'll- about it. You know. I feel like because you know how they get about like national embarrassment because they you know charter franchise we hold ourselves. I think had they lost that game, I think they may have. Yeah, I might. know it's not what they did because they don't didn't fire coaches during the season. But like I just know how they feel about national embarrassment, yeah, and really. I just have a hard time believing that that was even if that dude that wrote that heard it from us somebody that would know. Mm-hmm. I just know how
3: they feel about national embarrassment. Yeah, but their playbook is to do nothing to avoid it.
2: Like, let's say Floose loses that what is it, that Monday, that Thursday night game against Washington?
3: Coming Did off. The, like, uh, O-4 and collapse against the Broncos, yeah.
2: Yes. Like, had they lost that on national TV? We were all saying, like, hey,
3: this might be the funeral.
2: Well, and that's what they, a normal
3: team would would have done. Then probably. they kicked ass
2: and then, then we just
3: Then everything you. was fine. Everything was fine, like it always is. Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host and crazed hockey fan, Russ Dorsey. Big hockey guy. Most- I honestly have been over for a long time, by the Hockey's way. Hockey's very fun. Uh, but I also think you're starved in the other departments right now. You have you have nothing else to go to sports wise in Chicago. You're not wrong. Yeah. It's like that's where the food's at right now. <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> The kid's great though. Like, <laughs> Everywhere he's like else ah, 20 in goals. So I'm just saying. Well, let's go to a game, man. are you are you friends with him yet? Do you guys work in the same building? Are you and Connor Bedard hanging out? We aren't. Is he na- I don't, is I don't he not have anything to hang out with you. I have nothing in common with an 18-year-old. Okay. It's not that really like he's just
2: 18. He was 17 like four months ago. Like well, in the summertime, the he was 17.
3: You could be like an uncle to Connor Bedard, like I am to you, kind of teaching you things, helping you. You know, shepherding you into adulthood.
2: Hold on. I think me and Connor Bedard's relationship, that's how I think of myself. Like friends, my relationship with you is more older brother, younger brother, not nephew to uncle. (laughs) (laughs) I have that relationship in this business, right? Nephew to uncle, but not with you.
3: Okay. Well, good. That makes me feel good. And
2: you're old, but like you're my brother. Yeah. Like you're my man, 100 grand, and like, like brotherly okay I look at like and he I don't think he'd take offense to this I look at Lawrence as like uncle I don't think he would take like offense James to this is a Ray. dangerous
3: way to start a sentence I, I just don't think he would look at it that we'll way. find out <laughs> we will find out well Lawrence Lawrence has <laughs> a lot more on his experience. he knows a lot more he knows a lot more yes I and mean, he does yes yeah. good to have you in again campy are, are you enjoying your uh, your fill in role here for Tony Gill? I am good. Like, are you just saying that because you get money from it, or do you like it?
4: I mean, that doesn't hurt, but I do enjoy getting to talk with you guys. Okay,
3: where are you doing this from? Is this from your bedroom? The office slash spare room. Okay, and what is the thing hanging behind you? It looks like some kind of some kind of artwork.
4: Okay, so I got in trouble for calling it uh, for calling catch- it a, a deconstructed mop. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't the most appreciated description in the world. Okay, but it's I I literally don't know what else to call it. It By saying that,
3: I know who put it in the room. Yes, it was. you got in trouble at home for that. I see. Yeah. Okay. See,
4: when when I'm doing the uh the I'm Fat podcast, uh Sam was nice enough to get a little like banner made with the logo on it. So then I pop that off and put the I'm Fat podcast okay behind it. But I figure that's not appropriate for here because we're not promoting my podcast on this show.
3: Well, you can. It's okay. I mean, you just did, so yeah. I mean, you can you can put that up. That's fine. Okay. That can be part of your compensation package here. See, can't be You said something great there because Jason and Tony don't
2: understand that the things that are said on podcasts or done on podcasts can get you in <laughs> trouble. Like they True. just think that we could just say whatever we want on here, especially Tony. Tony thinks like, "Hey, as long as it's here. I won't There was, well,
4: I mean, there was a point in time where Tony literally said he could not he could not get cancelled. I which I was just, is about as problematic as it gets.
2: I love yeah, he wanted him to be canceled. He wa- I wanted him to like get canceled just so
3: we could play the, 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 the clip back. Like,
2: right. <laughs> I kind of wanted that for a second. That'd be yeah. the
3: clip they show on the news.
2: Yeah. When, like, when Dion you. Miller's
3: yeah, doing yeah, the news yeah. route, resp- yeah. And locally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 it'd the, be great uh, promo for the show.
4: It's the equivalent of the news thing where it said, uh, quote, from man who was stabbed. And it says, what are you going to do, stab me? (laughs) That's Tony, I'm being
2: canceled.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My wife has had, uh, for years, wanted to hang this, I don't know what it is, some kind of nature-y looking Thing that's going to go above our bed, and she hasn't done it, and I'm not really that interested in doing it. Does it have like and grass
2: and stuff on it? It
3: looks like seaweed. It looks like yellow mm-hmm. seaweed to me. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And it sheds. It flakes all over the place. Ah, see, that's not no. good. And I, no,
2: I'm
4: yeah, We've been Ashley leaving it laying around 99
3: of things, but I've, I'm with you on this one. I'm on your well, side. we've been we've been leaving it laying around. It's been in the garage. It's been now. I moved it into the closet of our bedroom, thinking that would you know spark us to put it up and years have gone by and it hasn't um, not years probably probably a solid two years two to three maybe that thing's just been sitting around Jeez. not put up on the wall and it's not that i even like don't want it on the wall it's just that i i don't care if it ever makes it up onto the wall and i do picture it raining down these yellow flakes of artificial seaweed or whatever it is down on our bed which that doesn't that doesn't really excite me anyway Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A and get 23% off everything. And this is a great time to do it. Get your holiday gifts knocked out right now in November. You'll have amazing things to give your family and friends. The sheet set, silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus. We all love that. Uh, I got the pillow and the pillow is phenomenal. The pillow is extremely comfortable. And one of the things I love about it is that it's adjustable. It's designed in a way that you can take out some of the stuffing and they give you a little drawstring bag to put oh, it in. That's nice. And you can make it, you know, however full or lumpy or whatever you want. You can you can make that pillow customized to however you like to sleep on it. And it's super comfortable. Highly recommend it. 23% off is an amazing deal. Go to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA and that discount is applied automatically at checkout. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer with our promo code adjacent1000. Your first bet gets paid back in free future betting credits if you don't win up to $1,500. So you can go on there and bet on, you know, hockey game like Russ is talking about or basketball game, the in-season tournaments going, football on Saturdays and Sundays. Pick a game, pick any game you want and you place a bet on it. And if you win, awesome. If you don't, they pay you back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 so you can give it another shot. Just go to BetMGM. Use our promo code ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Campy, do you have a plot description for Sudden Death now? I do. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I might not
4: be filling my role as Tony because I got this from the very reliable source of IMDb.
3: Mm-hmm. IMDB or Wikipedia will do. I just want everyone who doesn't know what this movie is. This movie came out before Russ was born, I believe. Nineteen ninety-five.
2: Ah, what, uh, a year before. What?
3: What? What? When in nineteen uh, ninety-five? Exact date can't can, be. When was the big exact release date? at the? Okay, at the Chinese theater in L.A. When did they have the big mm-hmm. event for this yeah. movie? Release date.
4: December twenty-second, nineteen ninety-five. I wow. was one. There you go. How about that? So the, the one-sentence plot description. Yeah, that'll work. A former fireman takes on a group of terrorists holding the vice president and others hostage during the seventh game of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. The thing is, they put the S on there. It's
3: supposed they to be put the S NFL on. Final. Yeah. Come on, DB. IMDB. Who was playing in that fake Stanley Cup final? It was, it was the Steelers, I think, because it was set in Pittsburgh. I mean, the Penguins, because it was set in Pittsburgh. Was it Penguins-Blackhawks? Where is it? Penguins and Blackhawks. An epic Stanley Cup final in which the vice president was saved mm. by Jean-Claude Van Damme. See, Russ, you could Hero. tell by the description that's not a good movie. It's not a comedy at all. This isn't like well, well, starring Will be. Ferrell or something shouldn't like be. that. Or, or Jim Carrey, you know, shows right. up as Ace Ventura to save the hockey game right. and the vice president. <laughs> this is an action thriller that if you watched it is... Um, Inadvertently funny.
4: Is Ace Ventura the best Jim Carrey character?
3: Uh, well, it's Ace Ventura the uh, the mask.
4: I'm personally Fletcher
3: Reed and Liar Liar. I never okay.
2: got the Jim Carrey height, personally. Well, you were too
3: young. Nah, like because his heyday was you were too you were too little. I think during his heyday, I was the perfect age. I was ten I or twelve. The, well, I've watched all the movies, and I'm still like, yeah. Well, one, I don't think comedy transfers very well from one time to the next. I disagree.
2: Because there's a lot of movies from that time period that I
3: find very funny. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like people like Adam Sandler, and I'm kind of like, yeah. Well, when I watch any of that now, I don't think it's funny. But when I was 10 or 12, you know, watching Jim Carrey make his butt talk or Adam Sandler taking uh, pitching machine shots off his groin, that's hilarious Uh when I was Uh 10, 12, 14. But yeah, if I watch that stuff now, I don't think it's funny. Yeah, I've grown up. You know what I watched the other day? Uh, my wife and kids are not home; they've been out of town in Arizona for the last several days, so I've had the TV to myself, and I don't have to worry about uh, little take kids it with
2: the cereal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 a little of that. Uh, but I watched Office Space, which is a cult classic, and that movie holds up. That movie is still funny to me. Office, who's in it? not a lot of super famous people but Jennifer Aniston is in it okay okay it's a name it's a name yeah um i have been home alone for the last 5 days or so i have to go pick up my wife and daughters sort of home alone uh, i have to pick up my wife and daughters from the airport tonight after this i have been i have had the dog and the baby under my watch during all of this but the baby sleeps a lot and he doesn't care what i watch on tv anyway so Um, my, my immediate steps after everybody leaves and I have the house to myself, are I I move the coffee maker to the bedroom. That's step one, just like a hotel. The coffee maker should be in the bedroom all the time. That should be at arm's reach when you wake up. It's great. I do not allow the dog anywhere that people go. So the couch reverts back to being a couch death for people and not a gigantic dog bed. Cause we have dog beds. I don't go sitting in the dog bed. I don't just hang out there, leave the couch for me. So I built like a fortress of chairs and other objects I could find to make it so the dog couldn't get into the living room area. Um, I've run the dishwasher once in five days, which usually in our house, that's every night. Usually every night, that's a full dishwasher with five people living here and I can watch whatever I want. So I, I watched the, uh, I finally got to the end of winning time on HBO. Very disappointing. R&E. And I've, I've almost gotten to the end of Succession. And just been watching a lot of old, uh, like old stuff on Peacock, like The Office and New Girl and things like that. But it got me thinking, both of you guys are single-ish, Rick, right? Russ mm-hmm. is single. Can't like, be not single anymore. Well, he's not married, right? He's in a. Do you live on your own, or do do you are you moved in? Uh, My place
4: is hitting the market on Saturday.
3: Okay, all right. Well, then this is recent for you. This still applies. This still applies. What do you think would be the hardest, the most difficult, superficial things of living by yourself that you would have to give up, probably? Can't be you li- living with another person. So, for camp, like this is not hypothetical. This probably right. just happened. I'm going through well, this right now. Yeah. So, like what I mean by superficial is, you know, not how do we manage our finances together, no. which is a major marital issue that you have to figure out. I right. mean, more like my wife is not going to tolerate me using her nightstand for that coffee maker past about five minutes after she walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, part of it is TV time. I
4: like to watch games in full. I do not get to watch many games in full anymore. Or like I just, I'll just like DVR it and maybe watch it at a more convenient time for me. But I'm someone that's trying to transition away from the live viewing experience and watching it with everyone and, you know, uh, tweeting about it live and all that type of thing. So I still get to watch a lot of what I want, just not at the same time frame necessarily. So that's one thing. And probably another thing is just getting used to, like, because this is her place that I'm moving into. It's becoming ours. But a lot of her rules stand, at least in the short term, which is understandable.
3: I I don't think it's going to be in the short term. I think Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of precedent there. This is great because I have questions for Campy after we get through this. Um do you think, think Russ, do you think do you think that is dictated solely by home field when people move in together? Do you think if whoever's place you move in, their rules kind of stand? That's hard shit. Mm-hmm. Really?
2: But Can't if they had guess. moved
3: but if they had moved into Campy's place, then it'd be it'd be his way? No. No, 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 no. Okay, so no, but so it's not guess, dictated like by that. home field. Like right. maybe, no, maybe it doesn't a, work like that.
4: Maybe okay. a slightly higher percentage, but we're still not much of one.
2: It's yeah. her place because he's moving over there. And then if it was reverse it's like his place, but it's like fifty one forty nine.
3: Yeah. Okay. And eventually
2: right. he's going to have to give his 2% up and then it's going to be fifty one forty nine, <laughs> even yep. though it's his place. Gotcha. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yes. The thing that I would I, like, I'm, I would have to give up, uh, like, will have to give up eventually that I don't necessarily want
3: to, uh, going to the bathroom with the door open. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. There's been some of that going on these last five, you days. know what I mean? Like I like you, it to feel like open space, you know?
2: Like I don't mean to be crass, but it's like, hey, if I gotta go, I'm going. Cause it's my place. Ain't don't don't nobody let us live here. Right? Like I I am a toilet paper over the like under the back person. So yes. it like looks like this where like it waves in the wind like that. I don't like it over the top where it's facing you like this. Wow. No, that's the right way. I was confused
3: by your hand motions. I know. I thought at first you were not a serial killer, but now I'm highly concerned. So like if this uh, tube of lotion is the roll, I like the paper
2: to be like under here. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, I get you. And
3: I don't think that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's. But hey, but you know what? there's a diagram on the side of the toilet paper. But you know what? You know what? I don't think that's it. You know what? It's my house. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> do you know why I don't like it like that? Is because I I can't get a good tear. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just, just I tear. just get a streamer when I when somebody has it like that at their ah, You're not tearing yeah. that thing right.
2: When you it goes over the
3: top, I can just whoosh,
2: real easy, just a quick. Um. What else? I I like. I'm a very organized person. I do not like clutter.
3: Hmm. I really. Yeah. Don't. Wait
2: till you have kids. Nah, man, Like I, we got to be on one accord because I do not like clutter. Like it was the one thing living at my parents' house where there's three other people there. It's just like, ah, it's chaos. And I know how I want my place. Like I like my stuff orderly, yeah. lined up. And I know when you add another person to that, that might not be as orderly and neat as I am. I'm like OCD with it. Like I'll just take a day where I just got to make sure stuff is yeah. straightened out.
3: Yeah, and the the stereotype is that women are more like that and men are not, but there's some ladies that are slobs. Dog, let me
2: let me. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Shout out to the ladies that listen to this pod. Ladies, do they, they they've been getting over with that for a long time. Of the <laughs> the ladies that are the neat. and we're the messy ones. ones, and we're yeah. the messy ones. It is a hundred percent reversed. I don't know about a
3: hundred percent reverse. No, but hey, if it ain't a hundred, it's like ninety eight. It's like it'd be makeup everywhere. It it's more down the middle. I'm gonna guess that it's about half and half. There's makeup everywhere,
2: there's uh toner and stuff all spilled on the floor. There's hair in the drain, like
4: <laughs> you don't realize how much of it that is anywhere, like cleaning up my place, getting it ready to sell, especially when it was like my ex went out and then it's been just me. So now like the makeup remnants or like <laughs> hair being found like trying to clean and like touch up stuff. And I'm like, this got everywhere.
2: everywhere.
4: And when you're living with it day in and day out, it's probably one of the two extremes. It clumps where you, up. Right. When it clumps up, you notice, but like when you're with it every day, like you do, it's not, not nose blind necessarily, but like, you know, you just, you just get desensitized to some of it. And then when you actually have to like attack it, it's like, holy shit, man, this is everywhere.
3: As opposed to... Russ could probably have his place ready for a to show in about 10 Oh, minutes. give me about 15 minutes? We're yeah. good money.
2: <laughs> it took me days.
4: Now, mind you, I also emptied the place out, except for what I'm using for staging, but like, it's been a process, man. I'm so when happy we bought,
3: it's almost done. When we bought our house um, I think four years ago? Yeah, it was our first house. We'd rented all this time. We were living in New Orleans and Florida and wherever, and we had rented. And then we moved to Chicago, we bought. And I remember, we, were, we had, so we had furniture we had to buy because there was a lot we didn't have and the house is a lot bigger than some of the townhomes we'd rented. And I wanted, I told my wife, I want there to be cabinets or hutch or whatever that the kids can put all their stuff in because I basically want it to look like kids do not live here. Unless you walk into their bedroom or the basement, I want there to be no sign that children live here. That lasted one day. I mean, I could show you around my house since I'm actually at my house right now. Like it's there's toys. I mean, everything Everybody. is. Yeah, there's yeah. toys. Yep. There's a Christmas tree that hasn't been unpacked yet. There's a one of those there motorized uh, hoverboard deals on the ground. And this is not a particularly messy day. This is just a normal Wednesday. There are people who
2: do not pay bills that live in your home. Yes.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Where do you guys fall on the when the Christmas tree should go up? conversation since this is like prime time frame for when people it seems like are putting up their christmas trees
2: how'd you grow up uh we we had an interesting tradition sometimes it went up early sometimes it didn't that's just kind of how it went (laughs) That's not oh. a tradition. That's, that's not a tradition at all.
3: <laughs> well,
2: that's the opposite. Dor- in the dorsey household, it that's was the
3: opposite definition of a tradition. What you the just tradition
2: said. is we about to find out what we're gonna do this year. Um <laughs> from what I would have preferred is <laughs> As a,
3: as, a, I, as a writer, sir, I have to stop you right there. Listen, 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 you brother, just described listen, the opposite of a tradition. It's a Dorsey tradition of we're gonna find out together
2: what we're doing this year. Okay. Um, for me, though, I like a ten days before Thanksgiving, so right around this time, Christmas tree. Because like people are like, oh, we gotta wait till Thanksgiving. Stop! Like I'm not gonna waste extra week and a half of not having the tree up just so we can, like, pay homage to Thanksgiving. Because, like, F Thanksgiving, right? It, realistically. It's just, well, just about the food. That's a little much, but okay. No, it's not. It, it, no, because no, no. because I mean, Do it's, you want to be on the record as F Thanksgiving? Are we are we the genocide? We're, we're celebrating the genocide holiday?
3: No, the, no, no. will no, no, no. I'll, nah, nah, I'll take it there. You want to take it there, I'll take it. No, no, no. I don't know anyone who celebrates it. In that way. I know that ah, everyone celebrates it in a I, kind of I don't know anyone. Here. That's how we got yeah. out here though. But I don't know anyone who even thinks about Our, I'm not we, saying we don't talk F about the pilgrims. Thanks. I'm not
2: saying F giving thanks, but the holiday that's what I'm saying. That's what it came off as to me. It was nah, I'm saying that to the idea of the pilgrims and the natives and the slaughtering of the
3: natives, and then oh, we're just gonna eat this wild turkey. Yeah, like, we don't know. Raise a glass to that at our Thanksgiving meals. We don't just to the pilgrims, settlers. It's become just a cultural holiday where everyone gets together for a meal and you get I'm Thursday being mostly Friday facetious. Off. Yes. Like I I'm all about just having the
2: Christmas tree. I love Christmas. I think it's great. Uh and it's something nice about having the lit tree. This is my problem though. I think I went too I I got too uh cavalier with my choice of Christmas tree last year. So my Christmas tree is in my office right now, and I have floor-to-ceiling windows. And I said, mm-hmm. nah, I got to have the big-ass tree that goes from the, the, the baseboards up to damn near the top of my window. Yeah, Rockefeller Center, baby. And it's really hard to, like, get that thing up. And I did it by myself last yep. year, and it took a good <laughs> – thank you. Thank you, Jason. Good good job by you. It took no, me you a good. That. It took me a good five hours to put the ornaments and everything and get it straightened out. But like, I think I got to buy a different tree this year because I'm not getting up on the ladder. That like, is just too much, man.
3: Yeah, I don't blame me for that. I, I remember the artificial tree we had when we were kids. You had to put in each branch on each mm-hmm. row for probably the first three or four rows. And then the top half of the tree was all just one piece. You just mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. easy. Is that not how they make them? now? No, it's, they still make them like that. Okay. We've been getting real trees for the last however many years because it's just, it's one of my acts of rebellion I guess that I do now because whatever we didn't get to have when I was a kid. Now you gotta now, do it. Now I'm doing it. So like wow. real cereal? Yeah, not the not the Piggly Wiggly brand, right? Yeah. And not the artificial tree. We go and buy real tree like, you know, real uh, Americans, even though I don't think that that's that popular of an industry. But what happens a lot of times is For me, the holidays are very tricky time wise, Thanksgiving and Christmas, because they fall during the season and they're in the football season. And that's my job is covering the um, covering NFL and the football schedule does not change for holidays. I'm not talking about game days. The practice schedule does not change for holidays. If Christmas is on a Wednesday, then then there's practice on Christmas and Thanksgiving is always going to be on a Thursday. So there's always a game or a practice on that day. So I end up having a hard time finding time to when can we all go? When can the whole family go together to Home Depot or wherever and get a Christmas tree and then bring it home, put it up, decorate it, all those things. So there's definitely been times, Russ, where that doesn't happen till December 15th or something like that. And we have a Christmas tree up for basically two weeks. So that's closer to the Dorsey tradition. Well, when I was a kid of just whatever happens, happens. Yes. (laughs) Right. Hey. (laughs) We just, put it up. You're, you're doubling down on that being a tradition. We
2: put huh? it up three, month, three weeks before. We put okay. it up the day
3: before. Like, it's happened both ways. My mom was rigidly against putting the Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. She was offended by the idea, and it maybe still is. I don't know. I haven't asked her about this recently, by the idea that Christmas would just kind of elbow Thanksgiving out of the way because Thanksgiving is a great family holiday. And uh, I just don't think I see it that way anymore. (laughs) I just don't. I I don't have my Christmas tree up now, but if I had time, I would. It's, you know, that thing needs to be put in place whenever you have time. And if that's middle of November, so be it.
4: We were always like the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's when we would put up the tree. I forget when we transitioned from the real tree to a fake tree, but it was the best thing to do. One I've thing, always
3: heard that. I'm going to a fake tree this year. I'm pro fake tree.
4: The tree that uh, that Sam and I just got, you don't have to put in the individual branches. It was just you get like you essentially just have to push all the branches up, and then they give you some sort of tie, so that way when you put in like whatever piece it is and like connect it to the base, and you let go of whatever's tying it up, they all just like fall. And it's already Light. got like some normal lights built into it. So it's like really minimal effort unless you really want to go full bore, which she does. So good honor for it.
2: Yeah, that's where the I have
3: the ones that pre-lit, you just throw the ornaments on there, plug that joint in, and, and you're mm-hmm. good to go. Are you are you going for style? Are you going for sleek, elegant Christmas tree? Or do you have
2: I did ba- last you year. know, family
3: heirloom? ornaments that are up there that nah, it doesn't matter I, if they go with the decor last year I went
2: HGTV I'm trying to win an award Christmas tree okay. and if you can tell by my voice I i just I, I can't dog Like you look like <laughs> it wore you out Yeah, Dude, it took me 5-6 hours to do the whole thing by myself but didn't have any help and it's just like it gets, it gets dangerous when you're trying to, to put up a 9 foot tree by yourself and put a star on top of that thing and how many people actually see it too outside of your Well, at son. Russ's and that, house, I don't see. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad my you family, family saw it. Ass, my family <laughs> saw it. So that's three, right? I had I had a friends over to host, so that's about ten, and then you know one or two, give or take.
3: Spectators. <laughs> All right. I don't know if they were just spectating. I do want to talk about Deshaun Watson and my leadoff question to you on this, Russ, is okay. where do you fall on the spectrum of I don't ever want to see anybody get an injury? And on the other end of the spectrum, the Browns I don't necessarily mind the Browns getting what they deserve here. <laughs> I just I remember all the things
2: the Browns did when they signed that man. And uh, from the ownership group on down, they've paid him ninety, a little bit over ninety million dollars to play twelve games, all guaranteed. And it's and it's wild because they actually have a decent team this year. But they have like, a great defense. Their defense is great, and now they're gonna have to ride that D- defense because they got my man DTR quarterback in that thing. And and DTR, I mean, he's a rookie, but he's not there yet, and so. Sorry, Cleveland fans, I don't really know what you can expect down the stretch here.
3: I remember when they made that move thinking I would, as they get a star quarterback, the quarterback that the Bears should have drafted, everybody talks about Mahomes. Watson was the really obvious star in that draft class, even though he went third among the quarterbacks. I think he went 12th. When Cleveland made that trade for him, that was right around, if I remember right, when the Bears were trying really hard to trade similar package for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking I would rather be the bears. I would rather be this team that everybody laughs at because they can't get the quarterback, right? That every time they play Monday night football, they're going to show you the graphic of the 50 quarterbacks that have started for them in the last, I don't know, six years or whatever it is. I would rather be that than the Browns. I would rather be kind of this inept laughingstock than As diabolical as the Browns to sell your soul for that. When the owner, the GM, the head coach, and who knows who else in that organization, all of them married, all of them have at least one daughter. Good luck to you when the children are old enough to use Google. Those questions are gonna be a lot tougher than anything you're facing in a press conference. So to see them give up three first round picks, which they haven't even finished paying that off yet, Houston still gets a first round pick next year from them. And Houston's got a quarterback. And what is it, $250, $230 million or something mm-hmm. like that, all guaranteed, a, a ludicrous, I believe. ludicrous contract. That was the first. That was the first. Kirk Cousins was getting these little, I want to say little, but like three years, $81 million all guaranteed. Nobody had done quarter bill fully guaranteed. To see them now for the first two years get him to play 12 games for whatever reason... Suspension injury, like I don't really care so much about the detail on that, but to see that their return on that is he plays 12 out of 34 games and plays poorly. I don't mind seeing people, seeing the Browns get what they deserve for doing something nasty. I hear you. And I think
2: there are a lot of people that feel the same way that you do. And I think you have a guy like a Miles Garrett who is so interesting and fascinating is going to be a hall of famer. Mm -hmm. Like you want to see a guy like that play in big games in the biggest moments, but we're now in year two of Deshaun Watson and he don't look like Houston Deshaun Watson, even when he was healthy. So I have a hard time believing that he'll get, you know, when you he, have to be one of those guys that like at the end of his career, leaves, go somewhere else to get on a winner. But yeah, I, I, I just, I think a lot of people feel the same way that you do.
3: It bothers me, you know, Deshaun Watson got hurt. He has a fracture in his shoulder. And I don't ever like seeing someone get physically injured, even though this is what you're watching every Sunday. It bothers me to hear, to hear today, to hear Wednesday, for example, when they announced this on NFL Network, they're talking about, you know, the nobility of Deshaun Watson's toughness and everything. Like there's been a quick turn from the league to try to, Let's move on from all of the ugliness of the Sean Watson story, and you know, spin it forward to promote him now as part of, as like one of the potential stars of the league, but he's not. And I think even from a football standpoint, that seemed dicey at the time. Trading three first round picks for a guy that had missed the whole season was going to miss more time. How is he going to come back from that? Like I said, he hasn't looked good when he has played, and they gave him this contract, not only fully guaranteed, but Set up in a way to circumvent the suspension, to where it was favorable toward him, and now he's on their million-dollar
2: base salary the year yeah. of the suspension. Million-dollar
3: base salary with a forty-four million-dollar signing bonus or something, and now he's on their books salary cap number. This the fully guaranteed cap number of about sixty-three million for each of the next three seasons. So while I want there to be An opportunity for deshaun watson to move forward as a person and redeem himself and improve i don't mind the cleveland browns having this happen to him after what i thought was uh just a really gross trade russ i did watch the end of winning time and i did not know i had somehow missed i didn't know that it had been prematurely canceled Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so imagine I I think you told me that you did not watch the end of winning time because you were so disgusted by that by it being canceled correct uh campy were you into winning time on hbo I don't have hbo so I wasn't able to that would make it hard to be into a show that's on that network yeah we loved it season one of winning time on this show we ate that up and people asked me people had asked me um I think dion miller asked me is that show good or something and I my answer was, it's fun. It's just so fun. Every episode is just a wild ride. Super fun characters, super fun plot. So I'm watching season two. And I'm, first off, I'm like, why is it only seven episodes? And then you get into the last couple episodes of that, and they fast forward through everything. They cover like three years in one episode, and then another couple of years in the last episode. And then everything after that is just like the post credits on a movie where they're, they're saying so-and-so grew up to be this and so-and-so invented the post-it note and had nine children. And it was so weird because I thought that was a good show. I thought that was a really good show. Well-produced, the music's great, the acting is awesome in that show. And that show opens, the opening scene, season one, episode one, mm-hmm. is Magic Johnson getting his HIV diagnosis and mm-hmm. they never went they never went back to it at all in season mm-hmm. one. And so I'm thinking like, wow, that was really weird that they never went back to that. And it it made me think they must be planning to be on the air for five to seven years. They must be thinking they have years and years and years to come back to this. Yeah, it was definitely
2: you were going to come back to that in year like four, three, four. Right. After you let things play out. But honestly, seeing what you talked about in season two and the fact that. Even as great as we thought it was, even as great as people talked about it on social, you never saw it advertising for winning time. No. right? You never saw billboards or anything like that for winning time on TV, watching it. And
3: I think it ended up being a casualty of the writer and actor strike. There was some of that. I also, I, I was looking at the ratings for it, which I don't know even how they do this for streaming services. Streaming, yeah. But the article I read, I think in Deadline, was that for season one, episode one, the debut, they had 900,000 viewers for a new show. And by the end of that season, for the finale, they had 1.6 million. So there was clearly on the way up. People were liking this show and word was spreading. For the season two premiere, 629,000. So right out of the shoot, interest had dropped by about a million viewers from their season one finale. And I think there was some of that. I think there was not a lot of promotion for it. And this was all going on during the strike. And it just ruined what I thought was such a great show, such a fun sports show. And I think with the because with the strike, like not
2: only could you not put out stuff, you couldn't even promote projects that you had out or coming out.
3: Right. Which you couldn't sucks. go on 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 uh, Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. yeah. Right. And so I think that hurts a lot of the momentum. If
2: you're a creator, if you're. You know, a show and you're like, man, we have this great show, great season. Like my best friend is a writer out in L.A. and comedian. And was just like, I see he was in town a couple weeks ago. And he's like, dude, like I have some stuff that I've been working on that are fantastic. That just kind of came out and just kind of like was here today and gone tomorrow because I couldn't promote it. And mm-hmm. the people that we the big stars we had in these episodes couldn't
3: promote it. Yeah. And that's what happened. I mean, same thing with winning time, like great script, great yeah. directing. Big big stars in it, and just, I I don't even know how I, thinking back now that you say that, I don't even know how I knew that season two had dropped. I don't remember how I found out about it. Russ, let's do the news next. All right. Draymond Green is back in the news. I'm I'm sure you saw the video of this. But if by some chance you didn't, Lakers, Timberwolves, the NBA's glorious new in-season tournament. This is opening minute of the game. I want to say, is that right? Can't be two two minutes in. in. Two minutes in. Okay. Zero zero game. By the way. So Jaden McDaniels of Minnesota and Clay Thompson kind of get into it at center court. It looks like McDaniels is the one starting this, and he's ripping Clay Thompson's jersey apart. And Clay's going back at him then, and as Rudy Gobert comes into the fray to do, I don't know what, maybe separate things, maybe it looked
2: like he was attempting
3: to peacemake and like yeah, s- just don't separate know. the two dudes. That's plausible. Draymond was not about that. Draymond came flying in, got Gobert from behind in a headlock and just started dragging him around the court. You see Gobert's eyes kind of rolling around a little bit. I was worried, you know, is he gonna pass out? And he ends up Draymond ends up kind of, I don't want to say dragging him because he was still on his feet but kind of working him over toward – he still got him in the headlock from behind toward the Warriors bench, and you see Steve Kerr running out on the floor and trying to get – just trying everything. Draymond, 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 stop, and he doesn't. And Draymond, because that's egregious and because he has this epic history of inappropriate behavior on the court, he got suspended five games Wednesday. That's going to cost him about $700,000. I don't understand why they keep tolerating Draymond Green. I don't understand why he's back on a four-year, $100 million contract. I just don't see how he could possibly be that important to what they do.
2: I am with you. Like, it, one, in no other profession or workspace can you choke the shit out of somebody at your job. And one, keep your job. And two, not go to jail. Um, he choked Rudy Gobert for a long time. Like, that was a long time in a chokehold
3: for a strong dude. Rudy and said like, he's not very good at choking. Because it didn't really have that much of an effect. It wasn't worried he was going right. to pass out. Rudy All said right. if he was better at choking, then that would have been uglier. To me, I, uglier. Think Rudy, I
2: think Rudy should have, like, fake passed out. If you fake <laughs> he pass flopped. out, That think would about be the it. ultimate flop. Think about <laughs> it. You fake pass out, Draymond's done for the year. There's no way you can choke somebody yeah. hard enough to knock them out and continue yeah. to play. I think five games is pretty light. Like, we seen Draymond get suspended three for kicking somebody in the groin. So, like, yeah. I just – I don't know if the, the punishment fits the crime here.
3: What do you think, I mean, Campy?
4: I mean, Adam Silver has a history of being pretty lenient when it comes to these yeah, types of John. punishments. Yeah, he's very much the opposite of David Stern. Like, where David Stern was like, oh, you, you blinked in my general direction? There's three games. And you might lose one on appeal. Like this thing is who knows what happens with appeal on this. If he decides to appeal it, like they can't drop that down. Cause it's, it's also one thing if Draymond is just trying to get in there and like ends up with Gobert's head there, but then realizes it and like, let's go. It still looks bad, but the fact that he dragged him 10, like
2: 10 steps. I think, I think for me, like, you and we talked about this when uh Josh' suspension came out. Like it sets a bad precedent when you say, "Ah, this wasn't that bad." When it's like, "No, you need to be able to send a message that we're not going to tolerate this." Like you, you let brothers start thinking, "Oh, I mean, I can choke the shit out somebody and only get five games, like bad." And I can it's, appeal and maybe get four, three, or four.
3: It's and it's not so like egregious of a behavior. Like it's one thing. It's one thing to throw a punch. Like that happens in an instant, and you maybe don't even realize you're doing it until it's too late. Right. Draymond's check that box. Choking someone from behind. I don't see how that's an impulse. Mm-mm. And if it is, I don't see how it lasts more than about one second before something in your brain clicks, and you're like, Oh, this is crazy. What am I doing? And we're talking about a repeat offender. Very much repeat offender. And this is You gave five games to a repeat offender? This has always been my thing with him, Russ. And I do appreciate the nuance of his game. And But I think there's a difference when, when you're talking in sports. There's a difference between guys that are kind of wild cards, hotheads, whatever. And guys who, call, who cause actual basketball problems. Actual on-field, on-court problems. He got suspended. When he can't play, that's the problem. Like when he gets suspended from an NBA Finals, that's a huge problem. Or when he, when uh, a couple of years ago, when they were playing Boston, it was like right on the break. Is he going to get a te- a flagrant for this? Is he going to end up missing a Finals game again? In this case, he suspended five games last year. They had to suspend him in house because of the Jordan Poole thing, and they eventually was that last year or the year before. It was re- it was wow, one that was of before the last, last year. year. Yeah, they eventually had to get rid of Jordan Poole, which has, you know has ended up probably being the right move, but one
2: thousand percent
3: not at the time. I mean, at no. the time, Jordan Poole was a really good player who you thought was going to be Rise part of their star, future. For sure. And it's like, well, you can't. I mean, him and Draymond can't coexist. We got to get him out of here. I mean, you have that on your roster for $25 million a season for the next three seasons, still. And he's 33. He's not going to get better. He has shown no indication whatsoever that he's going to change or that he maybe can find some way to play with that intensity and that fire, but not try to choke somebody out in the process.
4: The other thing too is with that Jordan Poole thing, the guy they got in that trade is another problematic dude that shows no signs of changing in Chris Paul. There's already video of this year of Chris Paul diving for a ball on the court while then getting it and pushing himself into the leg of an opponent, which I'm sure is probably done to try and draw a foul, but it was reckless enough. It went into, into the dude's knee. And the guy didn't get hurt because of it. But if he had, that video would have gotten, you know, Zapruder film to the end of time. Because Chris Paul, whether it's like Draymond kicking people in the junk or punching people in the junk or finding ways to hurt people's junk in other forms, Chris Paul loves doing that to people.
3: He's gonna Chris Paul is going to hurt himself flopping. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. He's going to have an, a non-contact injury where he gets hurt by his own flop. Patrick Mahomes, Russ, says that he wears the same pair of red underwear for every game. This came to light on the Manning cast this week on ESPN. Um, and this is just so just so everyone knows, these are the kind of things you get asked about when everything's going great. When you're the Chiefs, you get questions about what kind of underwear do you wear? and What draws you wear? And what's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift doing? And when you're the Bears, the questions are more like who's getting fired next? Why do y'all right. suck? Yeah, why is everything so bad? Which one of you is going to be fired next? Different atmosphere, and I know this from personal experience. When I covered the Heat, we were we were doing all these interesting off court, you know, Gabrielle Union stories and things like Ooh, that. It LeBron all- riding his bike to the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what the, <laughs> that se- that's, what the look. that's what the media coverage is like when things are going well. Uh, Mahomes says that he's been wearing these since his first season. They were a gift from his wife. And that he washes them occasionally. That he does not wash them, you know, after a great game because he's superstitious and he thinks that those nasty drawers are going to help him on the next one. Eli Manning had a very interesting follow-up question to Mahomes on this about was it, is it a thong or a G-string? That was his actual question. And Mahomes either didn't hear him or pretended not to hear him and just kept going on and on about the lucky red underwear. So we don't know.
2: See, when this story was told to me earlier today, I thought it was like Michael Jordan where he wore the North Carolina shorts, but they were washed after every game. This brother's saying he don't wash them after good games. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, I agree. It'd it'd be okay if you had like a lucky pair of underwear that you were going to keep that they were clean. And he's only wears them on game day. So what? he's been in the league five years. He's probably played a hundred games. I mean, you could wear a pair of underwear a hundred times and they're clean every time. He's a football player. Party. Sorry, Pat, but that's hell <laughs> no. I think his wife should let him off the hook. His wife needs to intervene and be like, I know I got you those as a gift and they're sentimental, but you you don't have to. Please, Walt. Well, you're, you're still going to be Pat Mahomes when you wash them. Yeah. Like, we're good if you wash your underwear. That's fine. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president as an independent and I, he was recently photographed on an American Airlines flight barefoot. Yeah. And I, is being barefoot on the plane or at the airport a, a TikTok trend or something, or is this something people have always been doing, and we just didn't know until now?
2: You know those nasty people. I I should send y'all that photo when I was coming back from uh. I know. From Seattle, where that lady that's, had her crusty feet on the thing in first. Why
3: That's why this was on my radar. He was walking barefoot. There's a photo of him doing this on an American Airlines flight. This isn't a private jet. And the floor looks dirty. It looks like there's crud on the floor, like food and stuff. And not only that, Russ, is he not only is he walking down the aisle of the airplane barefooted, but he's walking to the bathroom. I can't fathom walking barefoot into a bathroom that's not in my house. And even then, I don't want to walk barefoot into the one bathroom in my house that my kids use. Somebody who does that shouldn't be president. Agreed. Um, He tells TMZ in a video that it was, quote, inexcusable, and he won't do it again, but then the camera zooms out, and he's at an airport sitting there barefoot. So I guess this is going to be a thing. I I just don't get this behavior. I don't get why anyone would want to do this.
4: If you're going to the...
3: No, there's you no, almost there's no get, answer here, can't be yeah.
4: I, I know, but like is this like a Moise Salou situation when you're going to the bathroom barefoot? Like what are we doing here?
2: That's where I'm I, at. Like I, I don't I don't really know what you're going for. Like what's a successful trip? You don't pee on your feet? You don't get PCs I, I, on your you feet. Do.
3: I just don't know how that possibly is a good feeling to be walking barefoot in an yeah. airport or an airplane. I love not having shoes
2: on, but I've never thought, you know what? I'm going to take my shoes off, not only in this plane, but uh, in the bathroom, in an airplane.
3: That's that's what I'm saying. Let's say it was completely acceptable and mm-hmm. no one would put a picture of you on Twitter for it. No one would make funny. I wouldn't be on here being like, Russ, what are you doing? It was totally okay. I st- I wouldn't want to. I don't understand wanting to do that. Finally, Russ speaking of planes a cargo plane so not carrying any passengers but some important goods going from JFK to Belgium it's about a 7 hour flight made it only to Boston before it had to turn around within 30 minutes of leaving JFK in New York a horse that was in the cargo area got loose from its stall so they have to they're they're going if you can kind of picture New England the northeast they're going out of JFK they're going up along the coast toward Boston and they radio in 30 minutes into this flight to Boston Air Traffic Control uh, that we're the plane's fine, but there's a horse loose in the cargo hold and we can't keep flying. We need to turn around. So here's the call. They, they All of this stuff is public record. All of this stuff mm-hmm. is recorded and available to us. Here is the call to air traffic control. This is from Air Atlanta Icelandic. That's the cargo company transporting this. Quote, we have live animal horse on board the airplane and the horse managed to escape the stall. We don't have a problem flying wise, but we need to return back to New York. We can't get the horse secured. So they, turned, they had to end up dumping 20 tons of fuel over the ocean as part of the shortened flight. I don't know why that's the case. Something to do with weight, not a scientist. But if this horse got loose 30 minutes into the flight, uh, a, what was the horse do like what experience must that have been for the horse? And the horse stayed loose the entire time. So this horse was loose in a cargo area with no one around. I guess probably an hour to an hour and a half flying up from New York to Boston and then turning around and coming back. All through the landing the horse is loose. But whose job was it to lock up the horse stall? And it doesn't seem very complicated. I've never flown an airplane with a horse on it, but I've locked a door before my gut is this like the flight from boston to new york isn't no 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 the flight was from the flight was intended to be from jfk to belgium oh it's a 7 hour flight they made it only to boston before they're like uh you know what's the sound of hooves going on in the the right. undercarriage of the plane okay
2: okay makes sense now
3: got it yeah no somebody forgot see yeah, somebody, somebody forgot. didn't just hit someone the, just hit the the lock Someone just didn't lock the stall, I'm sure. And should we really have horses in the bottom of airplanes for that long? Like to Belgium? Yeah, for seven hours? Yeah. It's a good question.
4: I mean, isn't that how a lot of the race horses get over for like
3: the triple crown races and stuff? They're not. It necess- might be. Yeah, it might be. It doesn't sound fun for the horse. No. Not at all. But I I just like imagine the inconvenience of you're, go, you're about to go on a seven and a half hour flight and you waste the first hour to two hours just um, ascending and then dumping fuel and then turning around and coming back all because somebody forgot to lock the horse stall in the cargo hold horse on a plane. That's the news a horse on a plane. Probably a worse movie than snakes
2: on a plane. Also bad movie, but. Samuel also Jackson's bad. in there.
3: <laughs> also, also, bad movie, yes. <laughs>
2: Samuel L. Jackson's in there. So, enough is enough.
3: That's the best. I'm line. tired
2: <laughs> of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. One of the most That's famous a- lines in movie history, to be honest with you,
3: even for a horrible movie. He has another line. His line in Jurassic Park, I say it all the time. If I have my kids in the car and I like <laughs> speed through a yellow light Hold or take a, a really hard does. turn. I always say, I say it without even thinking it. I just say, hold on to your butts. And the kids don't even get it. They don't know what that's from. Samuel Jackson, great actor.
2: Um, we like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. As always, go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash sa to get the best sheets on the market. The sheet set. Get the flannel sheets. They got the pillow that Jason is raving about lately and 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 jason seems like a guy that if he doesn't get good sleep with a good pillow he's gonna be cranky so we don't want to exactly right hey i I am too bad pillow is is bad bad for business sheetsgiggles.com forward slash sa use promo code sports that is promo code sports for 23% off your next purchase we are also brought to you by bet mgm you can place any bet and get 1500 dollars back in Free betting credit if you don't win your bet by using promo code ADJACENT1000. That is ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Jason, anything for where the fine folks go?
3: I would prefer people not bring animals on planes, but if you do, please lock the enclosure and keep your shoes on.
2: Definitely yes to the second one. And we will catch you guys next week.